1: You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at Pastorscott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott.
2: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Good to be with you today. The number is 888 528 2557 if you want to join the conversation. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Do you know about this? Do you know uh, this happened just a couple of days ago, and uh, Elmo, the kids' Muppet Elmo, made a, uh, a tweet, and it got some huge responses. It got some huge responses. It response. is always nice to hear from
3: an old friend who just wants to check in with mm-hmm. you. So Elmo checked in with the Internet, and the responses from T-Pain to the President <laughs> of the United States were emotional.
2: Two million people watched this tweet. So Elmo, the the, the puppet, I mean, obviously it's a guy, right? Or is it? Uh, The Elmo puppet uh, comes out and, or it's really a Muppet, I think, if we're going to be technically accurate here, and said, Elmo is just checking in. How is everybody doing? And people responded in huge ways. 209 people, 209 million people saw that tweet and uh, followed up with it. And it was pretty significant. How are you doing, he asked.
4: Oh, help. I'm so happy to see you. You're Elmo's friend. I'm a really loves nice friends.
5: It started as a simple question from one of America's most beloved characters, Elmo, taking to X to ask, how's everybody doing? With nearly 200 million views and tens of thousands of replies, the earnest question unleashed an avalanche of responses from so many dealing with difficult issues. Men and women from all over writing in with statements like, Elmo, I'm suffering from existential dread over here. And every Monday, I cannot wait for Friday to come, every single day and every single week for life. Fresh off a heartbreaking lion's loss, the Detroit Free Press speaking for many, saying, we've been better. Rapper and singer T-Pain adding, I'm just looking for somebody to talk to and show me some love, if you know what I mean. Even President Biden weighing in, saying, I know how hard it is some days to sweep the clouds away and get to sunnier days. I'm not, you
2: know, it's not actually President Biden. It's whoever does that at the White House. I don't think he says that kind of thing. But you know what? You hear so much emotion that came out of it. Now, some of the comments were kind of funny, right? And, and if you're not familiar with how the social media works, the um, the. Uh, Twitter machine, the way that works is that you put a little statement in there and then people can respond. And they used to call it tweeting. We still call it tweeting, even though it's X now, and they're trying to call it posting, but it's very boring. So people still say tweet. Anyway, you you put that on the Oreo people wrote in, Well, we ran out of milk, so you do the math. See, that's kind of funny. And some other guy wrote, You know, how's it going? He goes, Oscar was right. I'm getting Oscar the grouch. I thought that, that's pretty funny. Oscar's just kind of grumpy. But so many of the responses were. About life and just about the, the difficulty in life, why do you think people responded to this Muppet? You know, there have been there's lots of people who say, how you doing? I mean, do you say that to people? I think sometimes when we say, how you doing, uh, sometimes we want to know, how are you doing? But lots of times we're just saying like, uh, you know what, we're saying hi, right? That's what it means. How's it going? How's it going? You know, then sometimes you say it, how's it going? And then you hear it. Well, let me tell you. And then it all comes up. And then you have to deal with, did I mean that? Do I really want to know? Do I have time to hear this? You know, what I find is in conversation a lot is sometimes we'll say, how you doing? And the first time it means hi. But then the second time in the same conversation, when you ask it, you actually mean, how are you doing? How often do you ask that? You know, do you know why? Why do you think people responded this way to Elmo? And uh, I got to say, you know, as I kind of, uh, Elmo's not my favorite character. I've been missing lately the, my kids being little and being thinking about that as they're teenagers now. And, uh, but I don't miss Elmo, I'll tell you that.
5: Elmo not shying away from his new role as America's therapist. Later writing, wow, Elmo is glad he asked. Elmo learned that it is important to ask a friend how they are doing. Elmo will check in again soon, friends. Elmo loves you. Hashtag emotional well-being. Is Elmo America's
2: therapist now? That says an awful lot about uh, where we are. Did you respond to Elmo? Did that, you know, maybe if you're on socials, did you do that? What do you think about this subject? How are we doing with actually caring for people? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Mr. Billy and Covina, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
4: Oh, well, hello! <laughs> <laughs> is that hey, your, is that your,
2: your
3: that's Elmo? That's hello, Mr. My, Billy. Oh, my, my gosh. So <laughs> you know, I think so many people responded because, you know, they're all our peers right now. I'm 61. And growing up, we had Elmo. And it was a simpler time, a safe time. Um, you had people to talk to. Now, for me, I work. I work in an elementary school for a long time. I've always had hundreds of hundreds of kids around me, talking to me all day. And then COVID hit, and then all of a sudden, I'm alone, and I live alone. And I, church was still going. I work in the church, so I would come to church to do the setups, to do the cleanups, and I'd be alone, and I would be alone all the time. Mm. And it got to a point where one of the one of the deacons actually, uh, he's a psychologist, and he saw something and. So uh, long story short, I'm seeing a therapist now, and it gives me someone to talk to. But the thing that I realize why I like talking to her is because she listens. And I make it a point to say, hello, unless I really want to hear you and how are you. Because if I'm asking you how are you, I'm I'm trying to see deeper into what's going on. And and I really want to know because I do care.
2: Yeah. Do you feel like, um, I mean, did you notice this with the, when the kids came back, say, after those shutdowns into the schools? I don't know how long they were out where you are. Did they seem changed, like the isolation had uh, changed how they interact with each other? Did you notice anything like that?
3: Well, unfortunately, in my situation, our school closed down, and the school that ended up taking over... Um, they had their own staff, so I continued on with the church.
4: Mm.
3: But I'm not. So you didn't I have that.
2: You didn't have that yeah, experience. Yeah, I didn't
3: yeah. have that. So, so you, I was even going. Now, here's a cool little story, and I'll leave you with this. I was crying out to God one day, and I said, "Lord, I miss those kids. I miss them." And I turned around, and I walked away, and I, out of the, behind me, a little voice. Mr. Billy! And I turn around, and it's one of our former students from our old school that was now going to the new school, and she just happened to see me and wave at that same time that I cried out to God and said, God, I miss this. Hmm. God listens, you guys. God hears our prayer.
2: He hears our cries. He did. That's a great, uh, great answer to prayer. Thanks for calling Mr. Billy uh, from Covina, 888 528 2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show. How are you doing? And I'm not just saying hi. How do you, How are you doing? I say that when I say hi. And I remember sometimes doing a hospital call and I'm coming in, and, you know, somebody's really sick or they're dying. And I'm like, how are you doing? You know, it's kind of a stupid question. But, you know, and, but the funny part is that everybody says, fine. That's like the first thing out of their mouth because they kind of know a lot of the time it's high and uh, it's a funny thing because they're not fine and I know how they're doing and uh, you know, I should have asked that. But then I usually say, how are you really doing? But let me ask you, how are you doing? Just what does that question mean to you? Is it, you know, to get to more than high, you know, uh, and I mean H-I, not H-I-G-H, you know, how are you doing? Uh, are we aware of how people, are we, let me ask you this question. Is somebody aware of how you're doing? If you're struggling, if you are, or even if you're having a great time, maybe this is a great part of life. Some people responded and they said, you know what? Life is great right now. Other people responded to, to, uh, Elmo and, uh, we're talking about an Elmo tweet that got millions of responses the other day on Twitter, just people pouring out their heart to this, uh, Muppet. And I do think there's something to, if you were a kid and maybe he was your friend, right? You see that somehow, um, you know, what, you know, how are you doing? There was a lady in my church, and I'll never forget her. She, her family was riddled with cancer, just one person after another. Herself, her husband, uh, her friends, her grandkids, her kids, there's so much cancer. And she was always smiling and would come to church, you know, just, you know, dressed to the nines. And one day she grabs my hand, and uh, she's got this great, just beaming smile. And she tells me, through this great smile, how terrible the cancer is for her grandson, and if I would pray and uh and I thought, you know i don't know if anybody else knows that you're you're dealing with this because I don't think she wanted people to know. I think there's some generational stuff with that, and I don 't know that you should go around posting everything that everybody should know you know about you uh, in your life. but you know, I think that for those of us who are believers, this question, how are you doing?" We need to be prepared because I think God puts people in our life on purpose who, when we ask how you're doing, you might mean hi, but they might already sense that you do care or that you ought to care a little bit more and they might tell you how are they doing. And are you ready for that? Are you prepared for that? I think sometimes we get that right. Sometimes we don't. Friend and I created this. Uh, it was a... a It was a mock-up, like a sketch of a a church that needed to do better as far as welcoming people, and we called it arm's-length ministry. It was an arm's-length church, and the whole idea was uh, this church has come to believe that when new people come visit the church that they don't really want to talk to anybody. Now, for some of you, if you're like super introverted, that's the greatest thing ever. You know, you want to go to some big, huge church somewhere and sit in the back and it's dark and you just want to go. But if you're going to stay in that church, you're going to want some kind of relationships with people. That's how it works. And the arm's length ministry was funny because it was all this work being done to uh, not connect with people and to really put the work in to not do that. And then the point of it was is to say, hey... You got to be careful. You don't want to overwhelm people because I've been in places where you know, you're greeted to death, you know, and you just you don't come back because it was weird. But and that's all personality thing. I realize, but at some point, here's something that is is true. You know, a church. You know, people will stay in a church if they're making relationships. They might even put up with uh, preaching or music or something they don't think is that great if they've got good friends. But if they think the preaching is great and the music is great, that might be why they stayed initially. But uh, they won't stay if they're not making relationships. They won't. How do you make friends? Have you thought about this? You got any tips for that? Because that, when you get into this, is a big part of it. Because sometimes you need a friend to talk to. Sometimes when somebody says, how are you doing? It's different when it is a family member. You know, you might have to sort of navigate that a little bit differently. There is something about friendship that is a different kind of love a different kind of relationship and it's something that we all long for would you say that you have good friends in your life would you say that you're in a place in life where uh the friendship thing is is working the bible actually has a lot to say about friendship this is the pastor scott show 888-528-2557 888-528-2557 uh, the Book of Proverbs talks about friendship a lot proverbs eighteen twenty four a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother you know and I think you know what this is saying here is that friends sometimes can be even closer than a sibling. And you can have many companions. You might know some people. This is one of the flaws of social media today where you've got, you know, thousands of Facebook friends or you've got all these followers on your, your Instagram or whatever it is that you're into with all of that. And you feel like you have all this relationship with people, but you really don't, right? There is something that, you know, a friend who sticks closer than a brother, that's something that matters. Do you have good friends? Tell us about it. You know, what, is it that has helped you make good friends? Because I know something that everybody listening is wanting a friend that really wants a friend. And it's not that easy. Proverbs 17, 17 says, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. And the idea here is that they're trying to say that a good friend, a true friend is going to be there for you in the good times and also the bad times. That the good friend is going to be there in your adversity. I'll tell you what, whenever I've gone through some really hard times. And I won't mention them by names, but there are some people who I know and I'm so grateful for forever who will be friends because when things didn't go the right way or things went pretty difficult for me in a certain circumstance or one thing or another, these are the people who come over to the house, right? These are the people who... uh you know, for me, sit in the backyard and I just tell jokes or something just to get through whatever it is, right? And then they, they listen. And And it's the type of person who just wants to be with you. And I'll tell you what, if you want to be a good friend, being with that person through all of those times, that's how you do it. It's kind of – you might want that deep friendship. Of course you do. But one of the ways that you get there is you've got to be that friend yourself, You've got to be that person who can be there, and, you know, it really says something significantly, right? Good friends have a certain loyalty and a certain uh, memory. They're, it's an amazing thing that really, really matters. A friend is somebody who sticks with you. You know, the thing is about friendship is, is a friend is a different kind of relationship. A friend is somebody who chooses you you know, or if you're friends with somebody else you chose them they're not in your family right you're not obligated to invite them to thanksgiving dinner you aren't in your family you've got certain obligations because you're family and hopefully if your family is is close together and you know you you enjoy those times but there's people in everybody's family i think who maybe you hope they are uh, they didn't get the invite to uh, christmas or whatever you know, you hope there's probably somebody that you hope isn't showing up to the Super Bowl party, right? Uh, and that might be a friendly member. Uh, a friend is in many ways just better. It's something that's very, very unique to a friendship. Friendship brings something into your life that family can't bring, that, that just coworkers or acquaintances can't bring into your life, even something that romance can't bring into your life. You know, friendship is something that is so important, but we often don't think of it as that important. This is the Pastor Scott Show. We're talking about friendship. The number is 888-528-2557, 528 2557 What do you do to cultivate friendships? How are you doing? Uh, do you have that? You know, Give us a call. Tell us your thoughts, 888-528-2557. I heard somebody ask once that it's interesting that in our culture, and especially here when you think about it in Southern California— we have gossip magazines about movie stars about people who are famous and but the the gossip stuff that's on tv or in the magazine stuff they're never asking who's best friends with who like usually that's not the subject right it's who's sleeping with who or who's romantically you know connected to who who might be family and what kind of family battles are they having who's getting divorced it's all of that but you rarely see you know who's best friends with who right I mean, how many movies out there are about friendship versus romantic relationship? There are some. There are some that are great. Uh, Shawshank Redemption, a great movie. It's a prison movie, a lot of foul language and stuff, prison stuff in it. Okay, it's got an R rating, so you should know that. But the, I think one of the reasons that many people think it's one of the greatest movies ever, if you go to those rating sites where they rate movies, it's because it's about friendship. And it's so rare to really see that. How many songs out there in popular music are about friendship versus romantic love? Well, most of them are about romantic love. And that's fine. Maybe it's easier to, to think of it that way and to express it that way. But, you know, there is something about friendship that is so deep. Do you like uh, Lord of the Rings? Wilbert, you ever read Lord of the Rings? you ever read those books? I was more of a movie guy. You're a movie guy. Okay. So the movie moves some stuff around. Jose, did you ever read uh, Lord of the Rings?
5: He said no.
2: Uh, no, no, over to read that. See, you got to go read those books, everybody. They're they're a little bit. There's a lot of detail in Lord of the Rings. I'm not going to lie, you know, it's uh, a lot of description. You know, it might be a hundred pages until something happens because he's going to describe the shire, right, and every little piece of it. But the interesting thing about that book is it's actually about friendship. You know, there's romantic stuff in the book, but in the actual in the movies, you have you know, Arwen and you have this romance going on between, you know, her and the king and all of that. But that's actually not in the book. She is in the back of the book and sort of these short stories that are in the back. And uh, they changed that for the movie because the movie people felt like, ah, we need to have uh, some kind of romance in this movie or no one's going to watch it. But the book is about friendship. It's about people being friends, about going through uh, this life uh, it's about going through and being together through good times and bad times. and You see that in the movie, right? It comes out very well in those those movies. But, you know, we talk about family so often and family matters and it's great and it's super important. And we talk about romantic love and it matters and all of that. But the interesting thing about friendship is this. Friendship is not a sociological or a biological necessity in the same way. It's the only kind of love that you have that's completely deliberate. It doesn't put itself upon you. It's something that you you seek, it's something that you choose to give. C. S. Lewis said this. He said, Friendship is the least natural of the loves, the least instinctive, organic, biological, gregarious, and necessary. Uh, without erotic love, none of us would have been born, and without family love, none of us would have been reared. But we can live and breed without friendship. The species, biologically considered, has no need of it. You know, he's talking about that. But as you hear that I'll bet you're saying, yeah, but I need friends. You know, we really, really need friends. Uh, Jose says, I recommend Diary of a Wimpy Kid. That's a wimpy kid, that's a book about friendship. You know, it's a, it's a kid's book right now. It's kind of a little cartoon thing, my kids have that. And you know what, it is about friendship. It's very much about little kid friendship. And you know, when you're a little kid, you, you need that so much. Your little buddies that you have growing up, you remember them your whole life. But you need friendship as an adult. We'll talk more about this when we come back. And I'm asking, you know, how you doing? You know, how are you? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show. I see your call. Roland, I'll get your call when we come back and others. And we're talking about friendship. 888-528-2557. You can follow me on social media or friend me, whatever you think the word is. Uh, look for at Pastor Scott Show on Instagram and X and uh, Facebook and TikTok at Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back as the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay
1: tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at Scott at kkla.com Or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show.
2: That's uh, Toby Keith, who passed away today, famous country singer, singing about That's a hilarious song, by the way, talking about me. I just want to talk about me. We're talking about friendship and in response to a tweet that uh, the Sesame Street people put out, Elmo put out. And uh, millions of people responded to the question, how are you doing? And a lot of the responses were... I'm not doing well, and went in to explain it. They had to put out uh, information from the suicide hotline and all kinds of things because I think it reflects where we are as a culture. People are lonely,
5: and people are really
2: longing for true friendship.
5: Perhaps because so many of us grew up with Sesame Street, people felt comfortable unloading in this way. A Sesame Street workshop executive said to the New York Times, "quote I don't think anyone anticipated how deeply this particular question would resonate, but we're so thrilled that we did ask... Yeah,
2: nobody thought that that would resonate, but I think it does because we're very, very lonely. So we've been talking about friendship and what that means and how important that is. And uh, how are you doing with friendship? Are you, do you have some really good friends? Are you longing for that? Are you, uh, you have a good friend story? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Roland and Orange, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Rosalind? Oh, Rosalind. Sorry, Rosalind. I I misread it, actually. How are you doing? I'm doing fine.
6: okay. I I thought, I was thinking maybe it's me. Okay. Um, I was reflecting on the verse that you shared, um, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity, and I've experienced both. Mm -hmm. Um, For the first part, um, my husband died suddenly, and um, Hmm. his best friend and his wife came out immediately and... um, she and i weren't very good friends at the time but um we became very close friends right afterwards and uh, they invited me to stay at their house for six weeks after he passed away and we and then she and i went on a road trip and we just had you know just we bonded over different things like music and things like that and then also my younger brother and his wife and their kids took me in one time i i'm a widow so to, or not and um took me in and um after what i had to suddenly move so i lived with them even though i lived on the couch for a while and then finally got was able to move out and everything so yeah my just like that my i have a friend who was you know closer than a brother but then my brother was born for adversity when i was going through a hard time so, yeah i think it's God's really provided in so many wonderful ways, and now I just recently got married, so oh, I'm well, so blessed.
2: Congratulations, I'm glad to hear that. But uh, you're still friends with uh, the other woman? Yeah, yeah,
6: yeah. She was my my maid of honor in my wedding. Oh,
2: great. And yeah, both be in
6: contact,
2: even though I'm not staying with them anymore. <laughs> so. Yeah. You know, uh, C.S. Lewis, another thing he said about friendship is this, that the typical expression of a of a beginning friendship is you two, meaning you've got things in common. And I thought that's a pretty interesting thing. And hearing what you said there is that, you know, they brought you in to comfort you in the, that difficult time. But you also had a bunch of you two moments and ended up becoming friends. Right. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Rosalind, for uh, calling the Pastor Scott Show. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Ted, City of Angels. Welcome to the yes, Pastor Scott Sir Patrick.
7: Show. Patrick. Thank you, Pastor Scott. Thank you once again for giving me a voice. Uh, I just wanted to share a 45-year friendship, all the way going back to 13 years old, junior high school, and it was a African-American uh, kid, Wilbert. I won't give his last name, and uh and we, were, we raised pigeons together, and uh, he was called Oriole Cookie all his life, and he grew up in the government housing. He just sounded studious. He chose to, to uh, educate it himself, and he's a, a wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, story, because in the end, he, he lives in Vegas. He's retired. He has a house, and he just had a pool built. And this, this kid came, Yeah. This you're still friends with him.
2: Were you friends your whole life, okay. or did it kind of wane for a while, and then you reconnected later?
7: Oh no. No, we've been friends our whole life. There's never been an interruption. We've always uh, had an understanding. And I know the Holy Spirit's been on it all, you know. It's just I can tell you more, but I don't, you know, other yeah. people need to share.
2: Well, I appreciate that, Ted. I thank you for uh, your call and uh, 45 years is a long time. And uh, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Jamie in uh, San Diego. Welcome to the Pastor Scott show. Are you SD San Diego? I'm I just have SD. Is that- San Diego?
4: We,
0: San Diego, yep. Okay. We're so blessed to be able to get you down here in San Diego. I really appreciate your show. Well,
2: thank you very much. Um, I'm glad to be I, on there.
0: Uh, you had mentioned how t- you initiate friendship and how you would start that process. I um, There was a gal in a Bible study I was attending, and we both had adult children, and she asked me if I'd like to do a book with her about praying for our adult children. That was two years ago. Mm. We started that book. We went through that book. We um, just became very, very close friends, praying for our adult children, sharing our prayer requests. And now it's kind of like when we get together, we have another book we're doing about um, communication and when words matter. But um, now we can just get together and share our hearts and pray together. It's really in a sweet time. So, do you do so more with this person?
2: Yeah. Do you do more with this yeah. person? Uh, you pray with them, and uh, it's different when it's a f- friend and not just family, right?
0: That's that's definitely true, and yeah. it, it takes courage to reach out. And I appreciated her reaching out. I never would have thought to do it, but mm. um, but that's kind of a way to um, to start friendships like that. Is just to say, hey, can we just get together and pray? That's you know,
2: so you know, and something about, uh, you know, what we started with was the Elmo tweet where he just said, you know, how's everybody doing? And it, everybody responded. Well, you just said, I think it's a big deal. Sometimes you just need to reach out. You know, if you're feeling yep. like you need a friend, reach out because probably that person you're thinking of needs a friend too. That's
0: exactly right. Yeah. Yep. Pearl to yeah. wisdom right yeah. there.
2: <laughs> and uh, did you uh, survive the tornado down there today? <laughs>
0: I just heard about it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we live on a hill. No no tornadoes. No, I don't yet,
2: think so it actually happened, right but uh, you were told to go get in the basement, which I thought is a funny thing for uh, them to say since nobody's yeah. got a basement. Uh, That's true. Yeah, thank <laughs> you, Jamie. Thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show and uh, listening on K Praise in San Diego, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. David in West L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
4: Hey there, Pastor Scott. Uh this happens to be a favorite topic of mine. I give my children lectures on this all the time. Yeah. Well, But my, my experience with making friends maybe is different than other people's, but I have found that people that I have become very good friends with over the years, college, graduate school, work, are people that I did not initially like. Hmm. I didn't like them at first, but I got to like them because I came to know them often through prolonged exposure, yeah. working together with them. Something like that. But it's it just almost been a universal in my life that my first impressions of people are usually wrong. Mm. And when I get to know them, I find things I like about them and I get to be good friends with them. I mean, that's just from my experience. I'm not saying everybody has that experience, but I think that first impressions uh, can be very
1: misleading. Actually, that's I all. think
2: I think that's very common. And I think maybe one of the reasons that we struggle sometimes with friendship is we don't give people time. You know, we we take that first impression, maybe somebody, uh, you know, I've had, there's people I'm really good friends with, too, who I don't think we liked each other much at first, and then later you have those you two moments, and you you kind of figure out where they're coming from. That takes time. And then there's a a depth to the relationship that you have. Um, Do you think that that's something that people should uh, remember if they're looking for friends,
4: is to give it time? I agree with you. I think people don't realize friendship takes time. In fact, even my wife, we've been married for 25 years. We didn't like each other when we first met. But through some circumstances, we we got to know each other.
2: Yeah, that's so, that's common too, you know. Um, super yeah. good call. Thank you, David, on that. And, you know, that gets into one of the the things about friendship. We are part of why I think we're lonely is sometimes it does become about what I'm looking for and I have this idea of what a friend is going to be to me. And see, the thing is, is, you can't say to somebody, uh, let's be friends. We have nothing in common, but I don't care about that. I just want to be friends. You know, at some point, you're going to have to have a me too moment. At some point, you have to forge a friendship. And it's not going to work with every person, but it does work eventually when you get to know people and you have those me too moments. But it takes some time. We're very judgmental in our society today, right? We meet people and we have an impression of them. Uh, because of who, you know, what they do or what they look like that day, or maybe they're just having a bad day. I wonder how many people uh, did not particularly like their spouse before they got married. I bet that happens a lot. In fact, I find that a lot of the advice I give sometimes young people who are looking for their, uh, looking for somebody to marry and can't figure it out, the advice is look in your friend zone. There's probably somebody who you don't like that way, but they're your friend. Maybe you should think about that person. 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. C.S. Lewis, he wrote a lot about this topic, and he said this about the difference between people who are lovers and people who are friends. He said that lovers are always talking to one another about their love, but friends hardly ever talk about their friendship. Lovers are normally face-to-face and absorbed in each other, but friends are side-by-side, absorbed in a common interest. Now, you can be friends with the person that you're you're in love with, and hopefully that is the case, right? That's going to be a lot uh, – that's going to be a super important thing, right? there's an old movie with uh, Jimmy Stewart. I'm forgetting the movie, but there's a a young man who asks the character played by Jimmy Stewart for Jimmy Stewart's daughter's hand in marriage. And Jimmy Stewart looks at him and he says, well, do, do, you, do you like her? And he says, I love your daughter very much. And he says, I didn't ask you if you loved her. I asked you if you liked her. And it's super good advice because, you know, you want to also be friends there. It matters. But for people who you're not going to have that kind of relationship with, you, you walk side by side and you're involved in a common interest. That takes time to forge. And uh, I'm going to give you some, uh, some uh, input on that when we come back here in just a second. Tell us about uh, your friendships and what you've learned about friends. The number is 888 888 888- Five, two, eight, two, five, five, seven, that is the number, and uh, there's one writer who gives four different things that helps us cultivate friendships and how to do that. And I'll share that with you and take your calls when the Pastor Scott Show returns in just a few moments. I want to remind you that Ask a Jew, Ask a Christian with Dennis Prager and Alan Jackson is coming up on March 12th. Go to kkla.com, click on the banner and get your tickets now. It's a Jewish Christian conversation about all kinds of different issues in the world and uh, the difference in um, how different people think about Jesus, about Israel, about all kinds of things you want to know about that. Go to kkla.com and and Get your tickets today. We'll be right back. Stay tuned.
1: You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at Pastor Scott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now back to the show.
2: Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show, 888 528 2557. We're talking about friendship. And uh, and how you doing, you know, and how important it is to have friendship. You got something to add? I want to share with you something that will help because it's, it is, you know, friendship is something that has to be forged. It's something that sometimes it happens really quickly, but sometimes you really have to be, you know, take your time, get to know people. They have to get to know you. And it can't be just all about what I need, right? It has to be about what that person needs from you. And uh, Tim Keller, I think, is a writer, and he wrote uh, four things, consistency, carefulness, candor, and counsel, and that he pulled those out of the book of Proverbs, one of my favorite books there. And one of them is Constancy, right? Proverbs seventeen seventeen: a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Uh, it doesn't mean all time, like you spend all of your time together. Right. The Proverbs are also very, very clear that uh, you don't want to spend all of your time, you know, seldom set foot in your neighbor's house. Too much of you and he will hate you. Right. You can lose a friend by hanging around too often. Um, But it means all the times in life, good times and bad times and, you know, whatever the times are in your life. And you can't be a really good friend if you don't have constant availability, if you're not available to be with that person. Proverbs 18, 24, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. We said that before, but your friend won't let you go to ruin. Your friend will be there. And there's, there's a difference. You know, when someone's going through a hard time, sometimes you don't really know what they need. And you say to them, call me if you need anything. And you mean it. You mean, yeah, if you need something, I'd be glad to be there for you. But a good friend, a good friend is present with you. A good friend is there. That's the difference in being a good friend. It took me a while to learn that. You know, I had a friend to go through is a horrendous tragedy in their life. It was terrible. I had no idea what to say. There was nothing I could do. I wished that there was a button I could press to make it go away and it didn't happen. And I hesitated about going over there and I called my dad and I said, Dad, what do I do? This person had this go on and I have no idea what to say. And he gave me the best advice ever. He said, just go over there and just be there. They're not expecting you to fix it either. If you want to be a good friend, you just be present. And that was such good advice. And I've remembered that in all kinds of situations, that if you want to be a good friend, just be present. You don't have to have all the right words to say, and you don't have to be there to fix it. You know, when the chips are down, you know, for somebody, you just go show up. And I'll tell you what, whenever whenever things are rough for you, the greatest thing about friendship is somebody is just there. They just show up. Um, that's what a friend does. They're not a fair weather friend. They're there with you through good times and the bad times. And the second thing is be careful, you know, carefulness. Proverbs 26, uh, 18, like a madman shooting firebrands or deadly arrows is a man who deceives his neighbor and says, I was only joking. Now, sometimes as friends, we do that kind of thing, right? But you don't want to be this, dis- you can practical joke your way out of a friendship, you know, if you don't understand what that person is. Proverbs 27, 14, if a man loudly blesses his neighbor early in the morning, it will be taken as a curse. Uh, have you ever had that? You know, I went camping one time and we were in Joshua Tree, you know, out there in the desert, and there was somebody who at like 530 in the morning went around waking everybody up with a silly song. And nobody was her friend after that. People were friends the day before, but not that day. And everybody was up till, you know, two in the morning or something at the campfire. Proverbs twenty five twenty: like one who takes away a garment on a cold day or like vinegar poured on soda is one who sings songs to a heavy heart. You know, a song here, it means a song of joy. It means that if you're going to be a good friend, you got to be careful. You got to have an emotional understanding of where they're at. You know, um, it is something that you you... You don't have to try to come up with something to immediately make them feel better. Sometimes you just have to be there. And sometimes the worst things that you can do is sing a happy song when somebody else's world is collapsing. And that's a carefulness of being a friend, right? Is And it's the necessity of getting close to somebody uh, who is in a friendship that you kind of understand that. See, and this is this is why it's hard to have a bunch of close friends, because it's hard to have that kind of relationships with people. Uh, And you can't handle it because you'd be worried about other people all the time. And uh, the next one is candor, truth-telling. You got to be a good friend to you is somebody who you know will tell you the truth, even if you don't want to hear it. Proverbs 27, 5, better is an open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. An enemy, you know, might try to build you up and they've got some other agenda going on, right? And they like you because they can get something out of you. But a true friend, wounds from a friend can be trusted. Isn't that good? And I, I tell you what, I've given out those wounds and I've received those wounds. When a friend says, hey, I really need your advice or I really need to tell you, I really need you to tell me, you know, am I in the right here or what should I do? And sometimes you've got to say as a real friend, hey, you screwed up. No, actually, it's not that other person's problem. It's your problem. And, you know, the thing is about that is that painful to get that, especially from your friend and your initial response might be, oh, I can't believe you would tell me that you're supposed to be my friend. But a really good friend will be honest with you and remain your friend. And then you learn that later. It's like, oh, you know, I'm an idiot and you're still my friend. Well, that's that's wonderful. That's fantastic. Um, wounds from a friend can be trusted. It's just a a really, really good, good word there from uh, the word of God. And, uh, you know, the last one is counsel proverbs twenty seven nine perfume and incense bring joy to the heart, and the pleasantness of one's friend springs from his earnest counsel. You know that's that somebody gives you that true advice. It might be wounding, like we said before, but counsel is that person that you go to, and it's it's reassuring because that person really wants what's best for you. it's pleasant proverbs twenty seven seventeen as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another proverbs twenty eight twenty three he who rebukes a man in man's will in the end will gain more favor than he who has a flattering tongue. You will always be better friends with the person who's honest with you, not honest in like some rude, terrible way, but honest in a way that's helpful. Uh, that is what good counsel is. It's full of sharing and transparency, and it's a really, really important thing. I think those are great those are some great pieces of advice for friendship. And uh, it begins with us. Sometimes you have to give all those things before you get them. But if you forge that, you will find yourself building good relationships. This is the Pastor Scott Show. Number is 888-528-2557 if you want to join the conversation. Gwendolyn in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
8: Well, thank you. I just called in because I really am enjoying this topic, and um, we have a a class at my church, and that's one of the topics that we covered. Uh, It's a lifestyle class, and we covered this topic on last year. I just would like to say, in addition to all the good things that you are saying, and those scriptures are wonderful, unless the people don't live by them or don't understand them. And a lot of people have experienced things that were negative in friendship. So they just said, you know, I don't want any friends because I always get hurt by friends. And it, sometimes it could be their own fault, uh, but there are dynamics to building friendship. And everybody can't be, in my opinion, everybody cannot be the same type of friend on the same level in every relationship.
2: Yeah, that's and totally
6: so, correct.
8: Um, I taught my children that there needs to be boundaries. And if someone doesn't respect your boundaries, then maybe you cannot be that close of a friend with that person. Yeah. Or maybe not at all. And so when they have that type of expectation, and they know what to look for, and they know how to behave themselves, then I think that they'll have a better chance at a better outcome.
2: You know, and, it's so... and I do
8: agree with you. There's not a lot of movies and things about friendship, and and a lot of people haven't even seen or read the books about the Lord of the Rings, so I know what you're talking about, but I agree with you, that's
2: all. It's just, Wendell, it's (laughs) so wise, that advice, and wise to teach your friends, and wise, by the way, at your church that you have a class on this, because everybody needs to learn how to make friends, and learn how to discern that, you know, we're supposed to love everybody, but not everybody needs to be our friend, right? There's a difference,
8: that's exactly right. right. And that's the, exactly right.
2: And so that is if okay. If you've been
8: hurt by friendship, but if you've been hurt by friendship also, you can't say that everybody was like that person.
2: That's right. That's exactly right. Uh, thank you for sharing that, Gwendolyn. Yes. And uh, I'm so grateful that you taught your kids that. My wife's really good at teaching my kids that about friendship and asking them about their friends. And, and if they get hurt, you know, she'll go, well, what kind of friend is this? And really get into that with right. them. And that's been so good you know, um, yes. and, uh, yes. that friendship can ultimately goes both ways and, uh, it matters a lot. Gwendolyn. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for calling the pastor Scott show and a uh, good on your church. I think for having that class, it's, uh, you know, if I were to design Sunday school all by myself, again, you know, friendship would be one of those classes, you know, being friends is hard and making friends is hard. And sometimes like Gwendolyn said, sometimes us, we just shy away because we've had bad experiences with friendship and that happens, you know, sometimes but here's something i want to leave you with this you always have a friend john 15:15 15, 15, jesus says this i no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business instead i have called you friends for everything that i have learned from my father i have made known to you it's an incredible thing that jesus christ is your friend He's your friend, and he knows everything there is to know about you, right? There's there's nothing you can hide from this person. There's nothing you should say that says, oh, I don't want Jesus to know about this. He may, he may not like me. He might reject me. He may not, you know, he might say, I died for everybody's sins but yours. That's not what Jesus is going to do. The metaphor of Jesus walking in the garden, for example, is a metaphor for friendship. And we are made to be friends with Jesus, And that's something you have. And then we take that relationship and we look at it through, look at others through the lens of friendship in their lives this way. And it's such a wonderful thing. If you're feeling lonely, if you're feeling like you're struggling, please understand that the creator of the universe is your friend. And he's not asking you to just be a servant. You know, you serve Christ and we use that language, but you know your master's business and that makes you a friend. You're his friend and he's your friend. And that's true right now. And you can pray to him and you can talk to him. And you can go open up his word and get to know him. And uh, you will find that when you grow in your friendship with Jesus, it makes you a better friend. It makes you deal with a lot of stuff in your life that's hard, like loneliness and stuff, so much better. Trust Jesus as your friend. It it matters greatly. Uh, Tracy, I won't get to your call. She says... Uh, most of her friends are from church and uh, you might have been going to make a point of that but by the way it's the reason to go to church is you make friends at church that are lifelong are you going to take a break we'll be back as the pastor scott show tuesday edition continues stay tuned